Welcome to this episode of the Ask Us Anything podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this podcast. And today, Tyler writes in, and he wants to know, uh, I have a friend that's really struggling with a pornography addiction. Um, can you offer really some help um, to him as uh, I minister to him and um, help for those who are struggling um, in this area? Well, Tyler, you ask a question that I have thought a lot about over the years. And let me just start by saying this is not only a, an issue that is uh, one that's close to my heart in terms of uh, my ministry. Um, it is also one that I have personally overcome. And uh, p- pornography is a insidious poison. It's a cancer. It's crippling men and men. Men and women, we need to say women as well, because women are just as likely to be addicted to pornography as men, um, sadly. And and so I want to offer the very best advice, the things that I have spent uh, a lot of time thinking about. Um, but with that said, um, there's just not enough time to say say everything in about 15, 20 to 25 minutes. So um, this is my best answer. Um, the first thing I would say is you need to get in the Word of God. And by the way, these aren't in order of importance. Um, these are just, uh, these aren't in, in order. Uh, get in the Bible. Get in the Bible is the first thing. You know, begin to see that the Bible is not just something to be read, to, to check off your spiritual checklist. It's not just information only. It's it's there to help you to Paul says in Romans twelve two to renew your mind. Uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, as we look at the the farewell discourse in John uh, fourteen through sixteen, we see that the Holy Spirit um, is the Spirit of Truth, and so the Spirit of Truth uses the Word of God, um, which uh, points to the Holy Spirit points to Jesus to the finished and sufficient work of Christ alone. And where do we learn that? Well, we learn it in the Word of God. We learn these truths in the Word of God. And so begin to see that the Bible is not just some book just to be read for information or or to be checked off for your spiritual um your spiritual habits and, and disciplines, but to but to genuinely grow. Genuinely grow in the grace and the knowledge of our of our Lord Jesus. And um so and that, and that's what I really want to say about prayer too, because Bible reading and prayer, they go together. Um, they should go together. You know, we, we pray, we're to pray the word. Um, you know, we, we have sound convictions about the Bible. You know, if we have sound convictions about the Bible, right? We believe that it's the inspired, inerrant, authoritative, sufficient, and, and clear word of God. And what, what does that lead to? It leads to, um, having a sound and a healthy prayer life. Um, where we come before uh, the Father because of Christ alone, and um, Christ hears our prayers. He invites us, he summons us in Hebrews 4.16 uh, to come before the throne of grace. And it's there that we're invited, we're, we're welcomed uh, as sons and daughters because of all that Christ has done for us and, and sovereignly removing our hearts of stone and replacing it with a new heart, with new desires. You know, has that happened in your life? Has God removed your heart of stone and has he replaced it uh, with a new heart, with new desires? Have you 
Have you actually truly believed on the the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as Acts 16.31 says, and, and been saved? Or are you still dead in your trespasses and sins? You know, J.C. Ryle uh, says there, there's if there's even the tiniest sliver of, of evidence of God's grace in our lives, um, then we can be assured that <coughs> we are we are his. You know, for, for many people that struggle in the in the area of pornography and um, they struggle with guilt and years and years of guilt and years and years of shame and and what that does is um, it it's uh, it's reflective in the in the heart of it in in false repentance and not understanding that that repentance is not just being sorry for our sin it's turning away from sin into Christ alone um, it's not just saying well all is well with my soul. Well, if you're looking at pornography, let me tell you today, I don't care if you're doing all the spiritual disciplines and checking off everything that I'm about to say. Um, all is not well with your soul. It's not well with your soul. Um, you know, there's a reason why in the New Testament there's strong warnings about sexual immorality. It's because it's soul deadening. Um, it's soul deadening. Um, we, we have to not only just say the right words, say that, you know, we, we are his and he is ours, but we have to believe those words. And when we believe those, those words, we will turn genuinely away from sexual immorality because we have been made new. We have been new, made new because of Christ. Um, so we'll read and we'll pray and we'll, we'll, to grow, to get to know our God and we'll, we'll turn away from sexual immorality, um, into Christ. Uh, more and more we'll, we'll begin to see him as, uh, our, True treasure, not our treasure in, in porn, but in Christ. So there's lots that can be said about that. Uh, but the next thing is, is the local church. You need to get in the local church. You need to get with people, um, that will help you. You know, Titus 2 talks about this older man instructing younger men, um, older women, um, doing the same with, with younger women. Um, that's that's where life is is to be done in the local church. This is why over fifty times in the New Testament we're told to one another each other. The local church is is where we are to grow. Um, it's where the next point it relates is is where real, open, honest, transparent accountability. Um, it's where it begins. Um, and, and this is the next point is related to this with godly friends. You know, it, it's going to take some time for you to. Um, feel like you can open up, um, but you need to open up. You need to find, begin with today. <coughs> One action step is to begin to say to your pastor, you know, and this takes courage. And I remember um, back in 2000, I was involved with a campus ministry as a college student, and I had to tell the pastor, look, um, you know, he was going to say, he was telling me that I could be an intern at his church. Um, in the summer, and I wanted that more than anything, but I also had to be honest. I had to have integrity um, that comes from being a Christ follower, and I said to him, you know, sir, uh, right now I'm looking at porn. And he said, I'm so sorry to hear that, Dave. Um, we need to remove you from, you know, your position serving at this uh, college campus. Um, I wish you had told me this earlier so that we could we could help you know i could help you and you know but that was one of the best things that that ever happened to me 
You know, one of the best things that will ever happen to you is, is just telling somebody. You don't have to be in ministry at the time, but maybe you are. Maybe you're listening to this and you want real help, you know. Um, and the best thing that could happen is, is for one of your elders to say, you know, right now you need to step out of being an elder or a pastor or a ministry leader. You know, that might happen and you need to be ready to, to face that, the reality. Um, we need, all need help. You know, um, I've been a Christian for, um, since I was five. I'm 37 years old. I've been doing ministry since I was 19, maybe even a little bit before that. So, 18, 20 years, you know, I've been to seminary. I've been ministering to people with these, your types of struggles, listening to this today for a very long time. As I said, I, I, I've personally struggled with this issue and I've overcome. And why? Because of the Bible, because of prayer, because of real, open, honest, transparent, transparent accountability. You know, the more that you want to hide in the shadows, you are not going to overcome. You know, in fact, what First John tells us is that we're deceived if we say that we don't have any sin. And, and this is one area where we are deceived. If you think that all is well with your soul and you're looking at pornography, you're deceived. You know, and you need to do what John later says in that same chapter. You need to come out into the light. You need to confess your sins. That involves not just, you know, you acknowledging your sinfulness and taking responsibility for it and confessing it to the Lord and turning from it. It involves real, open, honest, transparent accountability. And let me just say to, to those of you who want to help, you know, those who are struggling as well. When somebody comes to you and they say, I know, um, hey, buddy, I, I, I have an addiction to pornography. The, the last thing that they want to hear is, is, a, is a finger in their face and judgment. What they need to hear is you saying, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm so sorry that this has ha is happening in your life. I'm so sorry that you know, um, this is going on and I want to walk with you. I want to, I want to be there for you. I want to have an, put an arm around my shoulder and, and, and be there <coughs> when, um, when, when you feel tempted, when you're struggling, I want to help you, um, to grow. And that's what a godly friend does. They, they don't put a finger in their face. They put an arm around the shoulder. That's real accountability. An arm around the shoulder, not a finger in the face. And walk alongside of each other and do life with one another. That's what Galatians 6, 1 and 2 tells us. To bear each other's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. So, so as godly friends, as godly Christians, that's what we need to do. But sometimes the issue is deeper. You know, with pornography, it goes deeper than than just uh, <coughs> facing temptation and struggles. Um, so we need to find a biblical counselor. We need to go to somebody that's trained uh you know, I recommend highly the ACBC organization. Um, they are not only competent, um, they are highly skilled. They are very solid theologically. They will help you to um, address these topics uh, in your life. And and the thing about uh, an addiction to pornography is uh, oftentimes what I've learned in counseling and engaging in biblical counseling with people is it's just, you know, it's just there's a cause for it, you know, whether, you know, um, your parents have gotten divorced or whatever, and you, you turn to those things and those, because of those very hurtful things that have happened in your life. And you, and you try to drug yourself, you know, with, uh, find, to find hope and, um, meaning and purpose. But 
here's the thing, you know, and here's the most important thing that I can say. You know, only the gospel, only the gospel can give you hope. That is the where real hope is for people who are struggling with porn. And let's make an let's make a distinction here. There may be those of you who are listening and you you genuinely you struggle against an addiction to pornography. That's great. Praise God that you struggle. You know, uh, but there are those of you who aren't struggling at all. And you say, well, uh, what, what about me? I want to say to you who are habitually looking at pornography that you need to, you need to consider whether you're a Christian or not. You know, because to be a true Christian means that you're, you're not just struggling against it. You're not, you're, you're, if you have no desire to turn from your sin and no desire to, to hate it, uh, to see it in light of Christ, what you're doing and you're saying that you're a professing Christian, you're, you're actually cheapening the grace of God. You're actually cheapening the grace of God because Christ has so purchased at the cost of his own life, your eternal life. And you say that that doesn't even matter. And you just want to look at pornography every day, every moment with no desire, no contrition, no desire to turn from it, <coughs> no desire to get help. And there's a difference there. No desire to turn from sin uh, versus a desire to turn from sin is a significant difference. You know, as I said, J.C. Ryle said that if there's even the tiniest sliver of evidence of grace in our lives, we should, you know, give thanks to God. You know, that shows that we belong to Christ and we can have assurance of our salvation because of it. You know, and the marks of a Christian, First John tells us, they believe in the, that Christ is fully God and, and fully man. Um, that they, they love Christ more, uh, have a desire to obey what he loves. And where does that come from? It comes from the gospel. It comes from Christ. It comes from, uh, Christ removing our heart of stone and replacing it with a new heart, with new desires, new affections for himself. So if there's no desire to obey God in your life at all, then you have zero assurance that you are a Christian, that you are born again. Zero evidence. The desire to turn away from and repent of your sin, that does not come from yourself. That comes from the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. So if there's no desire to repent, you need to ask yourself, do I actually believe Christ? Have I actually been saved? That's that's essential. We can't even begin to talk about overcoming our overcoming sexual sin if we're not born again. We don't just belong to Christ and then if we don't but if we don't belong to Christ, there's no way that you and I we can fight against our sin. Uh, there's just no way. There's no victory. There's no hope. There's no there's no uh there's just no way. And maybe today you are a Christian. You have a desire, even the tiniest sliver of evidence, as um, J.C. Ryle says. And, the, and uh, you, you need to understand that, that you have hope. Um, you are not without hope, like those who have no desire to repent of sin and say that they're Christians. No, that this is more than fire insurance that we're talking about. This is eternity. This is heaven and hell at stake. This is the lordship of Christ at stake here, you know. You believe in Christ. That's great. But the question is, is Christ Lord over all of your life, including your sexual organs? 
And notice I said sexual organs because the gospel, it affects every area of our lives. It doesn't just, God doesn't just save us and then say, oh, well, you can live this way and that way. God tells us that we're to put our sin to death. Uh, we're not to, we're to mortify uh, our members. We're to, to kill our sin. Um, and if we have no desire to kill our sin, that, that shows that, you know, maybe perhaps very likely we're not born again, you know. And this is at the root of why many people struggle as Christians with guilt and shame. You know, um, if you're outside of Christ, you're outside of hope, you're outside of life, you know. But if you have a, a desire to repent of your sin, you have you have hope. You can repent of sin. You can turn away. But what I found to be brutally, frankly honest with you, uh, with many people, as they have no desire to repent, they have no desire to change, they have no desire uh, to submit their lives to the Lordship of Christ. But then there are those who have a desire. They have a desire to turn away from sin. They have a desire to, to not just be sorry for their sins, but to actually turn from them. And what you need to do there is you need to, you need to get in the Bible. You need to get in prayer. You need to get in the local church. You need to, to have regular meetings with your pastor. Um, if this has been going on a long time, you need to get into biblical counseling. You need help. Um, because there's, you have to, the, the problem is, is that what porn does to the mind is it rewires it, um, to, to function in a way that, uh, is not God honoring. Um, so when, when those thoughts come in, you know, you're, you wire your mind when you look at porn more and more, uh, to be, to feed that addiction, to, to feed those thoughts and, and those desires and to satisfy those lusts and, the thing about sexual temptation is it's like a drug. And what does a drug do? The more you become addicted to it, the more you partake of it, the, the deeper the issue gets. It may have been because you had a fight with your wife or <coughs> because some other thing is going on in your life. And so you turn to pornography instead of Christ. But that shows something. What you treasure in the moment of temptation and trial, uh, it says something. It says, where, where do you truly, what do you truly value? Do you truly value Christ? Or do you, or do you value, um, looking at pornography or that magazine or that image? Where's your hope? Well, your treasure shows where your hope is. You know, out of the abundance of the heart, the, the mouth speaks. You know, why? Because the issues of life are, um, you know, where where our life is headed. It it shows what our where our treasures are, where our hope is, and that shows where our identity and meaning, value is. There's so much that could be said about this, but I just want to say, if you're struggling with pornography, there is real hope in the gospel. Whether whether you're not struggling, and you, you, that shows that you don't believe. You can repent and you can turn. You can believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved today under the Lordship of Christ. If you're a Christian today, I just want to say, you know what? If you're struggling, I get it. I should get it. But you don't have permission to live however you want to live. You need to kill your sin. Just as I need to when I get up. As Rosaria Butterfield once said, you know, when she gets up, what she needs to do is she needs to nail her sin to Christ. And that's true. We need to... to Nail our 
our sin, our lives to Christ under the Lordship and recognize that we are always dependent on him. Um, in our own strength, we will succumb to temptation and, and we will fall on our face. And this brings us to the next point. We can't say everything in this podcast about that. But I'm going to come back to this at the end, at this point. But but the next point that I want to say is, is this. Um, the reason why this matters is because as Christians, we have been called called specifically to a specific gender that God gave us at birth. If God has made you a man, he expects you to act like a man. He expects you, because of the gospel as a Christian, to fight against sexual sin. Because it's a hideous, poisonous disease that is crippling men and women in the church today. It is. Men and women. And God expects men to step up and to lead, to walk in purity and holiness before him. And he expects women to walk in purity and holiness as well. Uh, for Titus 2, again, talks about older men helping younger younger men and older women helping younger women. We need one another in the church. I need you. You need me. And so we need to all be growing in the grace of God if, if that's to if that's to happen. Um, again, there's a lot more that could be said about this, that particular subject. But be calm. But you should pray. Lord, help me. As I did about six months before I got married, I said, Lord, help me to to be the man that you want me to be. Help me to be the man that you want me to be. Pray that. Lord, help me to be the man, if you're a man, that you want me to be. Lord, if you're a woman, Lord, help me to be the woman that you want me to be. Uh, Next, you need to realize that nighttime is danger time. You know, if you struggle with an addiction or pornography, you need to to recognize the the uh, phrase "halt," hungry, uh, hungry, uh, angry, lonely, tired. You know, nighttime is is danger time. You know, if you're hungry, realize that you're gonna you're gonna face temptation during that time. You know, there might be a temptation to overeat or whatever. If you're angry. Realize that that's temptation time, that you're going to to face temptation during that time. Um, if you're lonely, um, recognize you know that at nighttime, you know if you're a single guy or a lady, um, and you struggle with pornography, maybe <coughs> maybe you give your friend your phone or a neighbor your phone or or something. Find intentional ways to to fight against uh, sexual sin that that work for you. And if all technology at night needs to go and uh, to your to your neighbor's house or somebody else and or whatever uh do that you know um do it. it nighttime is not a time to mess around with sexual sin that is a time for many many people where they will struggle the most um so so recognize that you know we time has flown and um we're already at about 23 minutes here and i just want to wrap up this show again there's so much that could be said um the title of the show is Real Hope for Real Strugglers. And again, I want to say, you know, if you're listening to this today and you are struggling, there is real hope, you know, in Hebrews 2, 16 through 17, in Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, what we discover is we have a Savior who is both like us and unlike us. He is perfectly sinless. Um, we are sinners. Um, but 
It also tells us there that he was tempted in every way, and yet he did not sin. Um, In every way, we have a perfect, sinless, spotless Lamb of God who utterly took our place, who paid the penalty for us, who bore the full fury of the wrath of God in our place and for our sin. If you're in Christ, if you're a Christian today, if you have even the slightest sliver of evidence, if you have a desire to turn from your sin, there is hope for you. There is a way for you to repent and to turn away from sin, you know, and whatever that looks like, you know, and you have to find out if that means at night that you put away your technology, you give it to somebody else, you put it in a different room or you give it and take it to your neighbor or whatever you do, whatever works, you know, do it. You know, if there's a time when you're alone during the day and you know, you work from home or in an office and you're feeling tempted, walk away from the computer. You know, your boss may not like that if you're at work, but just recognize you have to run away from temptation. You know, you have to have it. If you're a Christian, you have to implement the grace that you believe and you have to put sin to death. Um, that's our part. The Holy Spirit will always convict us of sin. The problem is, 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 is we, we on our own part, we, we have to have soft consciences um, towards the Lord and towards sin. If you're continuing to walk in a pattern of life that is not um, a, not a life of repentance, which a Christian is, a whole Christian life, Martin Luther said, was a life of repentance from beginning to end. Uh, we have grace, as Martin Lloyd-Jones said, uh, from the beginning, the middle, and the end. Grace, wondrous grace, he said, of the Christian life. You know, there is hope today. Whether, whether you're not struggling against sexual sin, uh, there is hope for you. And it's in Christ alone. He offers you eternal life, a life that is both in the present and yet future. Um, and you can be saved today by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and I also want to say, lastly, to you who are struggling, you know, there is hope. You know, you, know, you might feel beat up today. You might feel like, well, I, I'm less of a Christian because I'm struggling with sexual sin. Well, the truth is, is that, you know, every Christian should feel very badly about their sin. Um, if we have a right understanding of Christ and what he accomplished there and, and the bloody, awful nature of, of crucifixion, um, we should not be glorying in our, uh, about whether some sin is better or worse or anything like that. All of sin is, as R.C. Sproul once said, uh, it's cosmic treason against God. It's worthy of punishment, of the just judgment and the wrath and the fury of God. It is a violation of his holiness. It is uh, cosmic treason, as R.C. Sproul said, against God. And so we have to understand that there is hope, but it's not because of us. There is no hope for those who will continue to live however they want to live. They demonstrate that they don't have Christ. They have no desire to obey Christ. They have no desire to walk in a manner worthy of Christ, and therefore they are outside of Christ. So you can say to me, well, I'm a Christian, but show me the way that you're living. Do you have any desire to repent of your sin? Do you have any desire to turn away from it? If you don't, then you're not in Christ. It's that simple. But if you are, if you have a desire to turn away from your sin, even the tiniest sliver, as J.C. Rowell said in his classic book on holiness, um, then, then you are Christ. 
And, and why would you want to find your hope and your identity and your meaning and your value in pornography? Why would you have any desire to look at that? If you understand the loveliness of Christ, the beauty of Christ, the treasure that is in Christ alone, the more you comprehend of that truth, the more that you'll understand that it's not about you at all. It's about Christ. And that the, the, the desire to look at pornography comes from the old man. And you are a new man. You are a new creation in Christ. And you have hope. You have a new identity. And that doesn't mean that you will be perfect. No, I'm not talking about sinless perfectionism here. I'm talking about, I am talking, however, about a life of increasing repentance, a life of increasing holiness, a life of looking to Christ and treasuring him and finding in him your supreme value and worth and meaning and purpose and identity over and against the false uh, life and the false view of of the opposite sex um, that pornography offers. It's a it's a putrid lie what pornography offers you, and the and the greater vision and the greater glory is the glory of the grace of God. That that if you're in Christ, you have everything that you need. You have the full rights and privileges and benefits. Uh, you have been adopted fully into the family of God, and and there is no greater hope uh, for <coughs> for you today. And I want to thank you. I know that I haven't uh, said everything in this episode, but it's already gone 30 minutes. And I just want to say thank you for listening. I hope that this is helpful um, to you as you begin to think through uh, these subjects. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Ask Us Anything podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this podcast. If you'd like to uh, find this resource helpful, please share it with your friends. Uh, people are struggling in darkness. Um, all around us. They need real hope and help uh, on this topic. They need help to, to see Jesus as he is. And the help that he provides is real. It's real. He understands it. He bore it in our place and for our sin. And even now, he is interceding for people. Um, he stands as their advocate, advocate for, for people, not just sexual sinners, but for all people uh, who believe in him and and have come to know him. Um, he is the high priest over his people and the intercessor for his people and the advocate for his people. All right. So I want to thank you once again for listening to this episode. My name is Dave and I'm the host for this podcast. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it um, or subscribing on via your favorite podcast, uh, however you get your podcast. Um, leave us a rating, subscribe, share it with your friends. Um, if you'd like, uh, check out uh, our other resources at servantsofgrace.org. Uh, we have a great uh, magazine called Theology for Life. We have daily articles that will help you grow in the Bible and things that we've talked about here today. Um, we have uh, reviews. We have other podcasts. We have a lot of ways to help you grow. Um, so, if we can be of service to you as you continue to grow, uh, seek to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord, please uh, use our resources and or contact us. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you.